0: Today on CityCast Salt Lake, I read this tweet that said, and I'm summarizing, Hey, before we all start buying up backpacks and pencils for school supply drives, let's ask our community teachers what they specifically need and fulfill those needs directly. And I thought it was pretty good advice. So we followed it. Today, we pay a visit to John Arthur, a teacher at Meadowlark Elementary on the west side of Salt Lake City, I asked him what he's doing to prep for the first day of school, and how we can help. And we sat in his sixth grade classroom, surrounded by student artwork, giant math equation posters, a caddy of hot sauce bottles to improve lunchroom food, and a pet snake. (music) It's Thursday, August 18th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. <laughs> John Arthur, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: your name is, of course, John Arthur, but in this classroom, you're the captain.
1: That's right. And I, I could tell you why, but it would totally disappoint you. So... <laughs> Just, just you know, appreciate the fact that kids show up already calling me captain because yeah. they, they've called me that since they were in kindergarten. And I have a little saying that I like to teach them. I am the captain and you are my crew. You take care of me. I take care of you.
0: I love that. And they're going to be showing up here in what? A couple weeks?
1: Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah.
0: And you haven't met your students yet, right? Or do you know some of them from just around?
1: I know a lot of them. Mm. I've had their big brothers, big sisters, their cousins. We're also doing um, home visits this week. And so I've had a lot of students coming into the building. I was out in the neighborhood driving around.
0: Home visits is a cool thing. Yeah. Is that district-wide or just for Meadowlark?
1: It's a practice that we started at Meadowlark, I don't know, five or six years ago. But our, our current principal and our school community embrace it. The idea that you have to go to people in order to really meet them. You can't always expect them to come to you. Yeah. And the the idea that a relationship already built will will pay dividends starting day one of school. I, I shouldn't just be meeting kids for the first time unless I have to mm-hmm. um, the first time they walk in through my door. If I can extend my my hand, my time, and let them know that they are important to me, outside of these walls, then they will do more to help themselves uh, excel academically.
0: I imagine it also helps for the kids to calm their jitters. Do they help yours? Do you still get back to school jitters?
1: Oh, I don't know if I'd call them jitters. They're definitely butterflies. Um, I still get excited, I still get giddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to start my 10th year and I still have that feeling that I imagine musicians and other performers have like just before they step out on stage once kids start walking in it's easy it's fun but you know working right now i keep thinking about the students and and what kind of uh problem they might have with ratios and and am i going to be <laughs> am i going to be talking too much on the first day and only get through half of what i wanted to get through and like i'm i'm kind of a nerd about this stuff i i i will practice i will rehearse a little bit but more than anything i'm just excited
0: yeah. Yeah. The last time you were on this show, it was just after school started 2021. Back to school 2022. What's changed?
1: A lot. You know, we were wearing masks back at the beginning of the school year last year. We were in this community still really feeling the effects of the pandemic. I had one of my students from the previous year, not right at the start of the school year, but pretty early had her father pass away. And when you're trying to teach and you're a child trying to learn, but in the background, just swirling around you is this noise of sickness and death and, and you know losing your job or not being able to pay a medical bill. It's, it's added weight that makes learning harder. So this year, as I've been talking to the kids and their parents, they're, they're happier, they're, they're less anxious. Um, they're excited to come back.
0: Okay, so you've told us about how much prep you're doing for this year. Can I ask you, because this is something I hear a lot about classrooms, teachers spending their own dollars on school supplies. Are you doing that? Have you done that in the past?
1: I've done that for years. Since my first year of teaching, I've had a budget line in my my family's financial plan that's been usually about $1,000 a year. That's a lot. It's a lot, especially early on. I I was first year teacher. I didn't make as much as I make now. Not that I make like a whole lot of money now, but <laughs> right. I make more than I did. Yeah. And um and I would I would get really creative about how I would buy things. So for example, I provide each of my students with a water bottle. Mm. That's that's not something that's typical, but it's something I I value and I find important. And so I used to go to Dollar Tree and buy these water bottles, but they were awful and they would break and then I'd have to go buy another one. And like 30 bucks ended up turning into, you know, 90 bucks. And I thought there's gotta be a better way. So I went online and I ended up in my second year of teaching buying 2000 water bottles, bulk from China. Yeah. Cause I thought I like I'm gonna Baba. be teaching for 30 years. Yeah, this is a great deal. And each of them, the unit cost was like 40 cents a bottle. And so I still have these bottles that that have lasted <laughs> me eight years later. That's just what you end up doing as a teacher when you think not just in terms of right now, but in terms of longevity in the career. Like yeah. right now with inflation as it is, it is, it's especially hard for people who are just coming into the profession and they need things now that we didn't need back then, you know? Yeah earbuds and hmm. other you know styluses for their for their touchscreen laptops that that were paid for with federal money you know
0: yeah the living traditions festival is back in downtown salt lake city may 17th through 19th and this is when i come alive It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court, and this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. So then what, what is on your list this year? Like, what have you had to buy this year for how many students?
1: This year, I am going to probably spend most of my money on things like food. Food cannot come out of the school budget. There's just a, a thing where I can't spend any of the money that I get from the school on, on food. So anytime you've had a pizza party at school, anytime your teacher gave you root beer floats, your teacher bought those root beer floats. There's no oh. one that helps you out with that. Good to know. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're having a root your float paid for by a teacher, give them a give them a high five. Yeah. And beyond that, the things that I end up spending money on are, especially right now, things that my students need at home. Our school in particular through the pandemic really took on the the identity of a community school. We have a food pantry here. We have Um, toiletries and other supplies that people need. Um, So they didn't have to spend their money on those items. They could hopefully spend them on other things that would take care of not just the kids, but the parents too. Um, So I look at my school budget in a whole new way. It's not just about supplies in the classroom. It's about meeting the needs of children and families. And that is a dynamic challenge. And fortunately, we have members of the community who have uh, donated. I have personal friends who have donated to our school and to the education foundation here in Salt Lake. Um, there's donors choose that people are making good use of. Yeah,
0: is that the one where teachers can like make their own school supply lists online and then people can contribute?
1: So there's two things. The the school supply list is usually through Amazon. They'll okay. they'll create a a wish list mm-hmm. and then people can go on and there was a whole movement called uh, Clear the Lists mm-hmm. and people could just pick a teacher, either that they knew or they could just go on randomly and they could just pay for the items on their wish list. So that's lovely.
0: Um,
1: And DonorsChoose is where teachers can put up projects and anybody can go on to DonorsChoose and, and find a project that speaks to them. And once the project is filled, it meets the dollar amount needed for the supplies, the supplies ship and they come to you. And while that is amazing, while that's all so nice, Mm -hmm. it's also symptomatic of this horrible problem that we have where the community is trying to meet the needs of teachers Mm -hmm. and schools whose needs ought to be met by legislative funding and, and just the way that we budget for education so that you don't have to go out of your pocket to purchase the things that your students need. So when people ask me, you know, what kind of help do teachers need right now? What kind of support would you like to see? I always say uh, two things. One, vote. Like find legislators, state senators, anybody who's going to be in a a position of power and do a little bit of research and just see if they support not just increased education funding because everybody talks about that. Mm -hmm. Do they support higher pay for teachers? Because we aren't going to deal with this teacher shortage until the average pay for a Utah educator is $60,000. Envision Utah said that in 2020. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be able to make the big things happen in our schools until we make big things happen in our laws to mm-hmm. take care of our schools. The other thing I'd love for people to do is just share any amazing thing that you see your kid do in school, anything that you saw their teacher do in a in a just a a part of their job or in a self-sacrificing way, put it online, put it on social media because the narrative around teaching and education right now, especially here in Utah, is just laced with so much negativity. It's about what are teachers teaching? What books are the kids reading? I'm telling you, our classrooms are filled with magic every day and we all need to take responsibility for just taking pictures, writing down our stories, sharing them so that it's it's more representative of what we're actually seeing in our schools, fantastic, big-hearted people taking care of and educating children and and kids on the path toward making their dreams come true.
0: Mm-hmm. For folks who might be first-time teachers this year, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for them?
1: I don't have any advice for anybody who's brave <laughs> enough to <laughs> enter what feels like the the hardest profession at the hardest time ever to enter it. I just have... Countless thanks to give them, and and I have, I've got your back. If you are a first-year teacher in 2022, you're braver than I am. You're, <laughs> you're, you're the kind of brilliant, gritty human being that we need in our classrooms. And so if you need any help or support, John Arthur, Meadowlark Elementary, I got you.
0: <laughs> John Arthur, thank you so much for chatting with me and for the work you do in this community.
1: Thank you so much for not only paying attention to what's going on in our community, but showing up, coming out. And I, I tell you, I, just, I appreciate the fact that you're the kind of person who's willing to overcome their fears. And by the end of this interview, hold a ball python in your hands <laughs> oh because you can't come into a classroom and not hold the class pet.
0: Okay. For anyone listening... The last time I was in your classroom, yep. also, mm-hmm. fall of last year, you had a class pet. It was a snake. It had just gotten out. It had been out for three days. And when I walked into the classroom, one of the first things you said was, if you see the snake, don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> All I was thinking about was how surely it's hungry and vicious at this point. But you have a new class pet. Yeah, that one didn't make it. It's a ball python. That one didn't make it. Rest in peace, Hercules. This is Hercules. That's right. That's right. She's a she. And we're going to go meet her. And I I don't know if I can hold her, but I'll pet her.
1: Good deal. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We've made a breakthrough. a few more things before we go. First, if you want to know if I was brave enough to hold the class's pet snake, you can find out on our Instagram at Citycast Salt Lake. To support John's classroom or another community classroom on donors choose or clear the list, just follow the link in the show notes or in this morning's Citycast Salt Lake newsletter. And finally, the Utah legislature is an interim legislative session, which means they are meeting to set priorities for the full 45-day session in January of next year. If you would like to see the Education Committee address teacher pay or any other public school priorities you might have, you could send them an email. I've linked all their emails in the show notes. Their next meeting is Wednesday, September 21st. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city.